Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Have Words. This is episode five, and I'm Jonathan Stone, and this is produced by Forerunner. If you have any questions about being involved with Forerunner, please contact us on Facebook, or you can shoot us an email at info at forerunner.tv. This week's episode is brought to you by Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon is a purveyor of superior quality grooming goods built for the hardworking man. Duke Cannon products are made in the United States of America, and this company supports our veterans. We like that, don't we? We do. That's right. Check out DukeCannon.com and enter code BBLHW for my code. That's BBLHW for Let's Have Words for 10% off of your purchase. Quick reminder, please like, share, comment, and subscribe on whatever platform it is that you are listening or watching on. If you're on YouTube, please smash that like button finally yeah sorry <laughs> smash that like button for me baby you know what i'm saying smash that like a pumpkin baby hit that bell notification stay up to date really, yeah hit really the help. notification bell really let us know the, really helps the page yeah like it comment and have some conversation down there whenever we're starting to talk about something silly go ahead and let your voices be heard as well we'd love to comment and interact with you guys on there this week's guest is a buddy of mine don west a well-traveled laid-back retired army vet Star Wars loving, prop building, puppy dad, two crazy children dad. Yes. Hey, I mean, the guy's list, it just keeps going on and on. So, what do you say? Let's have words with Don West. Thanks for coming down. Hey, thank you for inviting me, bro. Are you excited? Yes. It's going to be different because I don't really have any, like for you and me, whenever we have conversations, it's usually just like whatever comes out, comes out. And that's always, you know what? I think we can even. <laughs> just a lot of editing right there. Yeah, there's. there's. We, we don't edit anything. Nothing's <laughs> nothing's edited. Oh, no, not here. I'm talking about our conversation. Oh, our conversation. Yeah, we probably can't talk exactly like we talk. You know. <laughs> Don't want to get canceled. <laughs> no, definitely not. It's 2021, and people are just like, if they got a button for it, they're going to... Yeah. Yep. Cancel. So, um, kind of introduce yourself. I know that I kind of gave the uh, quick blurb about your whatever, but what makes you so interesting? Why are you the most interesting man on uh, earth? I think it's probably because, you know, I, I try to get along with everybody. I I, that's definitely it. <laughs> no, and I don't mean that to be smart. Yeah. I think that that's, that's one thing that makes you very interesting. You don't know a stranger. I, pretty much I don't. I mean, there's so many people that, you know, throughout my time in the Army, just places I've traveled. I mean, I still keep in touch with a lot of those people mm-hmm. also, but mainly with a lot of the Star Wars things that we do here locally. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just so many great people with so many different stories, and, you know, they get to talk to me, I get to talk to them, and yeah. that's how we hit up our relationships pretty much. Yeah, but you're not just a Star Wars guy. You're pretty well-versed in, in a multitude of things. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I can... On the side, besides Star Wars, I, you know, I mean, not besides Star Wars, besides trooping with the five, local 501st, I like to build large Star Wars props, and we do it all for charity. That's right. And, uh, I mean, who doesn't want to ride in a large Star Wars-style tank? In fact, Bubo, bring that up. This is one of the tanks that you built, and this was taken to Orlando, this one? No, no, that was taken at uh, Chicago. This is Chicago? Yeah, 2019 at uh, Chicago Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Celebration. For those of you that don't know, Star Wars Celebration is an exclusive Star Wars Comic-Con. Pretty much. Wouldn't you call it? Yeah, it's it's basically their version of Comic-Con, but it is all for Star Wars. So when you go to a Comic-Con event, or like we go to Dragon Con, you and I go to Dragon Con a lot. I don't remember. Yeah, right? I don't remember. But most people... 
they don't understand that Comic Con is is encompassing of many many science fiction or comic books or superheroes. You know, nothing's off limits. No, not at all. And that's the best part about it. I mean, that's what's bringing us all together. Yeah, it's that there's really minor divisiveness within the sci-fi community. It doesn't yeah. matter which one you're into. Everybody has their their fave and their their passion and their love. Yep. But I think everybody, for the most part, we can't say everybody, most people are very respectful of everybody else's loves and passions because, like you said, that's what's uniting us all. That's what's bringing us together anyways. That's that's very true. And, and we, with the props itself, it, it helps so much because it, we have so much interaction with the yeah. people that come around to take a look at it or jump inside of them, you know, mm-hmm. stand, pose, take pictures. It's what what all have you built because i know you've got an instagram page full of stuff that you've done and we'll get some of those pulled up boop is working on it right now so this one that's fixing to come up you can see here yeah which what is this that was actually done by a local by an artist uh star wars girl 77 who was actually at our at our uh at our prop site there at chicago um star wars chicago and she was just sit there and just drawing away, and you know we talked for a bit, and she loved the tank so much that she actually posted it on her. So page that's also. an artist rendering of what you built. Yes, that's neat. Yeah, it was. She was, and, and she was, and she was there. a stranger. Yep. Stranger. And she just her. came up and saw what it was that you had built, and she's like, "That makes me feel good. I want to draw it now." That's yep. what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, she had a few drawings uh, of Star Wars Celebration while she was there, and but that was you know the one that she took at the tank, and she spent yeah. two days. Two days that I've seen her, that you know, she would come around, just finish off and top everything off. That's some talent, man. Yeah, she was, she's really good. So we've got another one coming up here. Can you explain what it is that we're looking at on this one? Yes, those are the uh, Kyber, Kyber crystal containers that are on the back of the actual tank in the movie that you see. Uh, the middle section is missing on purpose because we wanted people to be able to actually bypass uh, those Kyber crystal containers and stand on the back of the tank and still have those actually in the photos with them. So what what people are going to remember these from is from the the Star Wars movie Rogue One. Yes. And so in in this specific build, you were this is the tank that's on what planet is that? I can't even remember now. Oh my gosh, Jeddah. It's a Jeddah, right? I think I think oh you're gosh. right. Yes, yeah, you that's guys the one with Saul. Right Saul, Saul, isn't it? Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Jeddah, I believe you're right. And the tanks are coming through, and they're hauling kyber crystals, which are used to basically power the Death Star's ray. Yeah, correct. And that, and also the kyber crystals are used for uh, lightsabers. lightsabers. Yep. Yes. We're really nerding out this week, guys, and I hope you love it. And if you, if, you, if you don't know much about Star Wars, you can still appreciate the art that this is because, I mean, this guy built these with his hands to make them for people to use and see. So... These are used on the back of that tank that you had built, and it's just like an extension of the prop piece. Correct, correct. That's and, super neat. And you know, there's there's a bunch of us that actually you know build these things. It's uh, right, right. Myself, Matt, and uh, Tim. Oh my God, uh, we had a buddy Gordon come over, come out and work on it. Gordon also. did. Yeah, Gordon came out oh, for a bit. Man. Worked on you're, t- it. you're talking about people here, yeah, Tim and John Gordon. Hoagie, yep. Oh, Hogs. He did. Yeah, Hogs had a big old celebration this past weekend. I think one of he the sure kid did. graduated. Yes, yes, Bree. Uh, graduated. Congrats, Bree. Shout Matt out, Bree. That's right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> a girl. We're proud of you. Yep. So that's that's kind of why I wanted to have you on because I think that what people don't understand is the you you alluded to it, the camaraderie. Yeah. You and I met 
how many years ago now? Four or five years ago? Yeah, it's been five years about. Five years, and we had, I we didn't even know each other in passing. Nope. We met as complete strangers in Chattanooga? Yes, yep. In Chattanooga at, at Con Nuga, yeah. which is a Comic-Con in Chattanooga. When it was at the really cool hotel. Oh, the the <laughs> choo-choo, the Chattanooga yeah. choo-choo. Yeah. And we just hit it off because I like to think of myself, I'm a little bit of an old soul. Yep. We talk about the same kind of music. Oh, we talk about the same kind of movies. We have a lot of the same interests and passions and things like that. But what's what's really interesting is that, like I said, you don't know a stranger. and But we had all these mutual friends that are like, oh, you guys, talking to me and Jennifer, oh, you need to meet Dawn. And then Tim's like, you gotta meet Jonathan and Jennifer. And, and then we just kind of hit it off. You've come and stayed with us a few times. Yep. We celebrated 4th of July together this year. Yep. Yep. During COVID, we camped out. Yeah, we did. We went camping, had the dogs, and mm-hmm. had a blast, oh man. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't believe Homer and, and Obi just getting along. That was great. Oh, it was fantastic. Because, yeah. you know, when you have dogs, Everybody thinks their dog is good and well behaved, but until they were <laughs> until they interact with other dogs, you really don't know. That's true. They did great. Yeah, they were snuggling up and played together, laid by the fire together, and had a great yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, he literally is my best friend. That that uh, yeah. Homer is the best. Do we have a picture of Homer? I'm sure it's on the Instagram. We'll get a picture of Homer brought up here because he's here. He is. Here's my little buddy. <laughs> I mean, y'all. I'm telling you, this boy, this boy, thicker than a snicker. He is thicker than a snicker. Be like a cannonball, baby. Man. Look at him. Yeah, he was wore out that day. He's just like, I want you to pet me and he's scratch so my belly. And he got all lazy and just literally laid on my hand. He's so cute and so well-behaved, so fun. We love him. So so what's new? Are you working on anything else? We do have ideas in the works, um, especially with the pretty much the uh, deteriorating aspect of a lot of the props that we build. It's hard to maintain them, hard to keep them. And we knew that, you know, when we built them. How things. long does something last? <laughs> If you we, we if we can constantly keep up with the pace of uh, repairs and whatnot, it, it'll last for maybe a decade. Right now, it's going on. The tank is going on four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that tank has had, has seen and been through a lot. It has. It's traveled to Chicago. Yes. Has it been to Orlando? No, it has not. It has not been to Orlando. Uh, it's been a Lexington. Lexington. Yep. Been out uh, also to. We tried to get up to Cincy, but we couldn't make it there. We did get to Knoxville. I remember that one. Yeah. Almost went to that one. Went did you go to Nashville once? Uh, well, yeah, it did. It went down to the ICCC. Um, there we go. Uh, when they were down at Franklin. So that That's was right, other side of Nashville. Oh my gosh, that was yeah. awesome. <laughs> and so when you're putting all these miles on this vehicle, it's funny to think because it's a prop, but it really is because people are climbing on it, they're interacting with it, and you've had some pretty unique people come and view it and see it. Yes. So uh, let's, you can do a little name drop in, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who have you gotten to entertain with, with some of your props? Uh, we've... The biggest one uh, was, unfortunately, I wasn't there for. I, I know. This breaks my heart. For oh, you. my gosh, dude. For, what was it? Friday night, we went out partied out in Chicago, and I got like emails early Saturday morning yeah. about, hey, Kathleen Kennedy's here, and she's asking for you by name. Kathleen Kennedy. So for those of you that don't know, Kathleen Kennedy is the, is the new she's, George she, Lucas, essentially. She's pretty much she's in charge of all of that basically. yeah she's the she's she's on the distribution side of the star wars universe now yep and um, uh, and, yeah. and she's asking for don west yeah how's that make you feel though even though you didn't meet her how did it make you feel i cried really yeah. well not really i mean you know i was pretty sad that i didn't get to meet her um especially you know uh since every uh my morning crew that was there yeah got to interact with her and they took pictures with her in front of the tank did tal meet her i 
don't know. I can't remember I if they worked that morning. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know Matt did. Matt, Matt and Melissa were there. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Matt's funny. I had to steal Matt's name badge one year because he didn't end up showing. Yeah. And then I got to work with the Fire 501st. That's another thing. So other than Kathleen Kennedy, we'll come back to what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Hey, anybody else? Any yeah. big names? Timothy Zahn came by. <sighs> he was there. You know, he's a great author of the Star Wars universe. He's related uh, to one of our friends. Yeah. You met her. You met her at the wedding, Sarah. Her, she was in Jennifer's bridesmaids. Her maiden name is Zahn. Really? No. And know down the road, they are related. They looked it up, and and they have they have lineage. They right? have lineage, isn't that oh, neat? Nice. That small very, world. It is very small, and he's a great guy. I mean, he's easily you know you can easily go up to him, and talk to him, and 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 he's, he's an amazing relatable. author. Yes, yes, his works are awesome. If you have never read anything that he's done, you're completely missing out because all of it is now coming up live action. And if you're not a Star Wars fan, Timothy Zahn writes Star Wars in a way that is understandable for the, the average reader. Yeah, and he literally, I mean, if it wasn't for Timothy Zahn in the 90s, he literally saved Star Wars. You and, think so? In many of our opinions, yes, because he kept writing everything Star Wars, kept the interest alive and going even before the prequels showed Before up. the prequels came out, yep. there was a... a a very long time where the only medium we really had were the video games yep. and those were not great <laughs> because we're talking about video games from the Super Nintendo yeah. and all that but the books and the comics kept coming Yes, and that's how people were getting their Star Wars fix and Timothy Zahn was a mastermind behind that he was he and so, are all the books canon? so now no they aren't unfortunately a lot of yeah they were a lot of his older stuff became EU and but since a lot of his figures are now in many of the live action to include like Thrawn, mm-hmm. shout out Thrawn, yes, uh, one of our favorite characters. It's so a lot of it is going to be is, like how, is do they, canon. how do they determine what's canon and what's not? So when Disney took over, they they took the original six films, the the George Lucas films, mm-hmm. episode one through episode six, and they basically said anything anything of it. else we're not touching and it doesn't exist in our universe so so a lot of people a lot of star wars fans kind of took offense to that yes um especially the old republic people yeah one of our buddies you mentioned earlier tim huge revan fan and revan is a fan favorite and he's just kind of tossed to the wayside at that point and so Timothy Zahn, what he did was he was writing about one of his favorite one of his most well-known characters write about is is thrawn who's a general in in the Galactic Empire, and so Thrawn has been this recur, Admiral, Ad, uh, Admiral Thrawn, yeah, <laughs> General Admiral, whatever. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get shit on. I thought you were a fan, man. Yeah, I thought you were a fan. That's crazy. Whatever. So now Thrawn has been recurring, and we're then on first name basis. <laughs> actually, made his debut on the screen in the Disney Rebels show, which is like the cartoon, one yeah, of the cartoon yeah. shows. I've heard but, a lot of people say that's really good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, After okay. you get past episode one. All right, here, here's my hot take. Okay, so Booba is coming in. He's been warning us that he's got a hot take for Star Wars fans. I have seen... I haven't seen the last film of the newest ones. Right, Rise of Skywalker. And I Maybe, haven't okay. seen the last film of the middle three. Return of the Jedi? No, no, no. I've seen... Oh, the prequel. Yeah, the prequel. Revenge. Revenge of the Sith. I mean, middle, middle of the... Uh, Release. So you had the like Originals. New Hope, mm-hmm. Empire, Empire, and those three. I've seen those. Okay. And then you had 
Force Awakens. Phantom, no, Phantom Menace. Fast, Attack of, Attack the, Clones. of the Clones. Revenge. Revenge of the Sith. I haven't seen Revenge of the Sith. Oh, you're missing out. That's And I haven't seen the last one of the new ones. Rise of Skywalker. To say that, I I like I mean, I like the idea of Star Wars and but I never got into it until Mando. Hmm. Okay. Because I don't know, something about the uh the simplicity. I, one, I'm a big John Favreau fan. Yes. I like John Favreau. Who's not? And oh, I, love John Favreau. I just feel like uh, that more nuanced, nuanced story was better than like these big intergalactic uh, things. He's a great storyteller. That's why and be, Favreau. Yeah, and he knows him and uh, and uh, um, oh my god, <laughs> I'm so dead. Got John Favreau and uh, oh my god, my my brain just farted right now. What are you thinking of the writer or producer? Ah, uh, producer, the other main head guy. Oh, um, Dave. Thank Dave you. Filoni. Yes. Yeah. Dave okay. Filoni. I got it. Thank you. No, you didn't. I yes, got I it. I did. No, he didn't. I didn't look. <laughs> no, Filoni's great too. Yep. And actually, both of them were at Star Wars Celebration. They did stop by the tank. They did look at it, but they didn't get on it. Yeah. Did so, you meet him? I did not meet him that morning. No. Hey, dude. Where were you? Because I don't take morning shift because that's recovery time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but yeah. not anymore. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I tweeted about it. I said if more Star Wars stuff was like this, I would, I'd be more into it. Uh, it's grittier. It's um, I would like to see some rated R Star Wars stuff. Well, that's that may be coming. The Old Republic sh- should be that. Yes, it's very. It's Game of Thrones with lightsabers and blasters. Is that like Knights of the Old Republic? Like yes. the game? Yes. Do you remember the game? Mm-hmm. That's Revan. Oh. The yes. main character in that game that you play as is Revan. That's who we're talking about. One of those characters that just got literally just crumbled them up, throw them out. It's just a shame. Because they had such good stories. But, yeah, so the Star Wars universe really, really struggled for a long time because... But George Lucas was cool with all these spinoffs and books. And yes. Originally? Yeah. 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 He encouraged it. He loved it. Now, he had maybe not creative control, but he had creative input in a lot yeah. of ways. Not control. I wouldn't say creative control, but he had creative input. Yeah. And and he he gave people a green light. But not all spinoffs are great. Like I thought Mando was good, but yes. I, I thought Solo wasn't. <laughs> That's one of those movies that took a lot of liberties, actually, and, and really made... I, I think I thought Solo was just boring I thought it, I, it had its moments I, I liked it in, in, in a way I like, wouldn't mind seeing a Solo too, just to see what they do with it like I liked, I'd rather see Lando than Solo at this point I liked Donald Glover as yeah. young Lando I thought I thought he was fantastic but yeah. the guy that played Han was kind of like deadpan to me it just didn't didn't fit I, I hated how they did Chewie though yeah they made Chewie it's just, it wasn't right well, I mean, he was angry. He was after the Empire. You know, he kind of sort of got captured, yeah. put in a pit. But that wasn't the real story of how Chewie and Han met. And so that that's those creative liberties that these guys took and, and put a sour taste in. So did George Lucas, so like J.R. Tolkien, when he okay. wrote Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, he had Silmarillion in mind and yep. wrote the entire canon. Well, he wrote The Hobbit first. Yes, but he was working on the Cimmerillion before all of it. Right, right. The Cimmerillion is is the backbone of all yes. of the story. Did Lucas do the same thing? I don't believe so. There's so many different theories about that. Um, 
I mean, for me, just being a realist, you know, if you're gonna come up with a great script like Star Wars, and then take the money you make from that and decide to do another film, which is my theory of what he did, because there's, you know, as a writer, mm-hmm. and as somebody who likes to, to make things, there's no way I'm gonna put something in the movie that I'm gonna regret later, like, you know, Luke and Leia kissing. Yeah. Passionately be like, oh, but they're gonna be brother and sister. That's yeah. a good point. It's like, uh, no, dude, that. that was no way that so was you written think, in that time. You think that was an ISO film that did so well that they turned it into a trilogy? Yeah. That's definitely yeah. my theory. The and New Hope kind of is a complete story, isn't it? It is, by itself. It's a great standalone. Because yeah. when they destroyed the Death Star at the end... It's pretty much game over. You won. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just assuming that Darth Vader... Because Darth Vader's flying off in, in space and no telling where he is yeah. and everybody gets their medals. It's the complete... You know, the coming, the, time, the coming of age. The young boy learns his destiny, fulfills his destiny, gets crowned with the the princess, puts the medal on him. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, you're done. Exactly. And nobody thinks that Vader's ship, you know, has hyperdrive capabilities because nobody really knew anything about the TIE Advanced. You That's know? a good so point. So it's like it was already put early in the film that, you know, TIE fighters do not have hyperdrive. They mm. can't go far without their fleet. So everybody thinks that they're oh, yeah, just going to spin off Obi Wan says, "No, a Tie Fire wouldn't be out here all alone." That's right, got lost. That's a good point. He must have gotten lost. Look yeah, at you two knowing the nuances, the small <laughs> things. We do have lives. Just uh, if they just revolve around Star Wars. That's right. Who's your Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Oh, I if you had to narrow it down, oh who do you think? God. Oh man, that's tough, dude. There's just oh man, who would be it? Without a character arc right now, um, especially after Solo, it's still going to be Han. Just because really? I think more people can relate to him. You know, being the guy, just the normal human traits of, you know, me first, regardless of what anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, me first, take care of what I got, and then we'll see what happens after that. Everybody yeah. else is just like, oh, no, the bigger picture first. Like, Flies no, no, by no, the seat of his pants, man. He, yeah. just, he just goes with what the flow, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's inter- I never would have pegged you for a hon. Yeah. Never would have guessed that. It's interesting. I, I learn something new every day on this thing. That's right. That's fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite Star Wars film? Of all the films, you know, I've gotten to appreciate. It used to be ESB. It, it has yeah. to be Empire. Yes, I mean I loved it. Don't get me wrong. It used to be my, my ultimate favorite until I started to think more about what the films were about. Then it became Return of the Jedi. Really? And the reason behind it is because there were so many different story arcs going on. Do you remember we had this conversation in my living room? Yes. And everybody picked Return of the Jedi except me. Yeah. Except me. And I thought all y'all were crazy. Yep. But I mean, you just got to think about how, where every, all the different scenes, all the different sets, all the different stories that were going on in one movie, dude. It's like, holy crap. And then it all comes to fruition at the very end. And, and. And then there's that that crowning, that shining moment when everything's done. Yep. And then little did we know, George Lucas was like, have I got news for you? <laughs> <laughs> I got three more coming your way, baby. I remember when Phantom Menace came out, there was like a huge toy push, like people collecting yes. figures and toys. There was always a huge toy thing with Star Wars. Like Hasbro made money. Well, it was Kenner to start. In the mm-hmm. 70s, 77, when they first came out. Kenner actually released the action figures before the movies even came out because they knew it was going to be so big. Mm-hmm. You could buy the Christmas collection 
before it had a little stand and everything like it was it looked like a like a laptop how a laptop folds up and it mm-hmm. had this little back stand and everything <laughs> for your action figures that's how our conversations normally go by the way but it was so they were obsessed with toys they knew how to market it mm-hmm. and then you're right when when the new ones i said the new ones when the prequels came out hasbro got on there um the video games lego lego video games started coming out with the prequels was uh my favorite star wars video game was what the first battlefront or is it battle the second battle probably battlefront 2 for like xbox and playstation 2 yeah that was a fun game great game still to this day battlefront has not done it as well the hardest game the hardest star wars game probably the super nintendo ones no n64 pod racer Oh, yeah. yeah. The N64 that Shadows game, of the Empire. That game was so hard. Yeah, Podracer was difficult. Because it was you were controlling the, the little pods, but they the bigger pods raced the same as the tiny well, ones. Well, I always yeah. thought that the uh, the AI was just too good. Like, yeah. you know how you can, you can play a racing game and win pretty easily? Yeah. Not that game. No. That's funny. No. That's hilarious. Break out. And a lot of Star Wars fans don't even like the pod racing scenes. Yeah. I mean, you don't. We'll just leave that. We'll just leave it at that. I don't think it's that bad. In, in hindsight, yeah, it's a little long, but... Although one of the things I did end up picking up was a, uh, a little, another little, one of those rascal scooters that I want to turn into a pod racer. A rascal scooter? Scooter, what's that? Yeah, it's ones that you get around in, you know, you just kind of sit. Like if just, you hurt your leg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to turn that into a pod racer? Yeah. You heard it here first. No, first, I folks. mean, uh, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to tell people? No, I can't. So it's all right. I'll tell you. Yes. Are you doing Anakin's? Yes. Or Sebulba? No. Sebulba. Anakin's. <laughs> that was pretty good, wasn't it? Sebulba. Just because uh, Anakin's pod racer is, is appearing everywhere now, like especially the Mandalorian. It's so unique. Everybody, you know, they saw his engine there and everybody freaked out. So. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, I, what? I didn't even notice this. Yes, the Marshall's pod racer, a Marshall's speeder bike. That's one of the pods from his bike. It's, it's part of his engine. Yeah, because Mando is post the first three, the middle three films, right? It's no, it's it's, it's supposed to be about six years after Return of the Jedi. Copy. No. So yeah, yeah, he's got one of the pod racer engines. Anakin's I'm gonna, pod racer. I'm gonna have to go back and see that. Yes, yeah, neat. What do you think about the the Luke scene in Mando? Loved it. I got cold chills. You told yeah. me you said, "Have you seen that last episode?" I was like, I haven't seen it. Yet. And you no. go, well, just watch. Yeah. And when that X wing came, and when all those I was like questionnaires hit up on Facebook about who's who's it going to be, and I was like, Luke, Luke, <laughs> come on out, Luke. He's the only one, Luke. Someone, you someone think- asked if uh, if the child, if Grogu is in the temple when Anakin kills everybody. I think he was actually. Why not? I think my theory well, is that he was. So that's a sad you ending. Do, you got to do the math on that. That's almost 50 years. But his species doesn't age the same. Well, he's supposed to be like over 50 years old. Yeah. So, so timeline. So the child is over 50 years old? Yeah. At that, at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Ahsoka mentions his age, doesn't she? Yeah. She right. says something about because of his level of strength in the Force, he's obviously not. She was like, he's not really a child. So how old was Yoda? Over 800. Yeah, he was 900 something when he died. In Return of the Jedi, I believe. So there's reason to believe that Grogu, the child... Comment down below. Yeah, comment down below on, on your thoughts. Was Grogu, the, the child, temple. Baby Yoda... If y'all call him Baby Yoda, then I'm going to be upset because he's not. Was he in the temple during during the, the Jedi siege? Is that what we call it? I guess. The, yeah. The, yeah. 
Yeah. The raid of and the Jedi. Anakin slaying. I love that scene. Why, why do why do I know nothing about the canon? Why do Mandalorians and Jedi not like each other? Because <laughs> long story short, the Sith did that. The Sith Empire actually fooled the Mandalorians into that war. Oh, because there was a big Jedi Mandalorian war in the Old Republic. Yes, and uh-huh. it was it was all um, orchestrated by the the Grand Emperor. I guess you would call him. And That's that, a long story short version. Of it's thought, a very long story. I thought in Mando when he takes his helmet off in respect to Luke. That was pretty powerful. Like that's just good character writing. Like yeah. you don't have to understand Star Wars. Once again, who wrote it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just good character writing. We we always come back to this theme in this podcast of scripting matters the most. It does. Script does matter. Yep. Yep. Um, I then, think. And then letting the director direct the film the way they see it. Yes. You know? And if you don't have much of a story and you're just going to throw CGI out there, then that's not going to really make anybody happy. Well, that was the other cool thing is that <laughs> that new set that they built out of the Sony Liquid Crystals. Yes. Allowed John Favreau to hyper create instantly. Anything. Yes. I mean, it's that's the future. Like you, they weren't burdened by lighting. They weren't burdened by, and those walls put off light. So in a green screen, they put off a green cast back when you put light on them. Yep. Those walls put off the light of what they're showing. Exactly. Which is so really you see cool. the sun go down. It's like, yeah. It's on you. Well, yeah. we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago about how. When I was acting, I'd never had the luxury of being on a big green screen or whatever you're talking about. But I always had the passion of being in front of the camera or on stage or whatever you want to call it. And we were talking weeks ago, Booba, about how when Ian McKellen was filming in The Lord of the Rings. Oh, he cried. Or The Hobbit, maybe. He broke down and cried. He broke down and cried because he said, this is not acting. And there's something to be said about that. Yeah. They were also doing forced perspective and stuff. He had to talk like Bilbo yes. was in front of him and there was nobody in front of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he would talk to a tennis ball on a stick um, for the ants in the trees. Mm-hmm. Yep. But don't you think that that's kind of what makes Star Wars so unique? Because when 77, 1977, A New Hope comes out, I said this a few weeks ago with Donovan on the, on the podcast about Jurassic Park. They had no business making a movie like that in that time. And it still holds up. Yep. God, does it still hold up? It it's does. still a gorgeous movie. Yes, definitely. And but they they did they didn't have like Darth Vader. There there was a guy in a suit that it feels like he's ten foot tall sitting there talking to little tiny Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. who's the size of this table. Yeah, and he is towering over her, and he is an impending force. You know, I mean, he looks terrifying. Yeah, exactly. And then then most everything that they did in you know the original Star Wars. That was, you know, green screens. It was props. It was, yes. there was very little CGI, in my opinion, you know, except for, you know, the lasers and lightsabers yeah. and everything. That a lot of miniatures. Answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, practical effects. Is, I mean, that's what we do with our fan film. You know, yeah. we try to stay true to the original way that they did Star Wars. We have very little digital in our fan You film. filmed in the woods. Yeah, that too. I mean, you it is literally just in the woods. Our buddy Tim is face down in some dirt, man. Yeah, covered in a whole bunch of insecticide. Like, for like 10 so minutes. Bad. He's <laughs> just laying down there. The Tim, shout out Tim. This is his first film credit, and he's yeah. going. <laughs> he's like, I was for, wondering why I was getting high. For 15 minutes, I swear. I'll have to send you the some filmmakers that I follow. They just made their own. Um, Boba Fett um, teaser for a movie they want to make. 
Oh, very about, cool. About his history. Send I'll, it our I'll way. have to send it yeah. to you. Yeah. If you haven't seen our fan we got Boba Fett in there too. Oh yeah, yes. it's great. I have not seen it. It's great. Is it full? In, is it full length or a short film? It's fifty minutes. Yeah. In if, between. In fact, there's a yeah. part in our fan film, and we did this thing back in twenty. We wrote it uh, late twenty sixteen, started shooting twenty seventeen, and the story that we put in there, some of it is now coming to fruition in actual Disney film. So there's a part in there in our fan film uh, where Kanan talks to somebody about his life growing up and who his master was, blah, 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 and her fighting scene and how she died. All of a sudden you got the Bad Batch, season one. You know, first episode. There it is, the fight, right then and there. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, sorry about that. Too late, you said it too late. Damn it. Is the Bad Batch, is that live action? No, no it's a it's cartoon still. It's the continuation of the Clone Wars. Yes. Uh, the animated series Clone Wars. Which has a very high rating on... Uh, IMDb. Yeah, it does because it's fantastic. It's really good. It's fantastic. Um, explain, explain, because we've mentioned this quite a few times now. What, what the hell is the Five O First? Five O First is a worldwide charity uh, Star Wars costuming group. And when I say worldwide, it's we have units, we have garrisons, we have outposts, uh, squads in almost every country in the world. Uh, almost 15,000 members right now. And we're in Kentucky alone, and we have how many garrisons? Uh, we have one garrison in Kentucky, but we have one, two, three squads right now. Three squads. Three squads. There's uh, Derby City squads. Derby City squad, Blue, uh, Blue Sun, and the uh, Northern squad. Okay. And so what does, the, Vanguard. what does the 501st do, and what makes them unique as opposed to other Nonprofits. The biggest thing that makes us unique is our standardization of our costumes. Everything has to look screen accurate. I mean, there's been so many complaints about, you know, we're very strict on, you know, what it looks like. But at the same time, you got to remember we're representing, right now we're representing Lucasfilm. We're representing Disney. Yeah. So we have to look like the characters in the movies uh, in order to do our charity work and be established as 501st. And everything that we raise goes directly either to Make-A-Wish, which is the 501st main, um, where we donate mainly to, but we also donate to local charities. Right. Um, and that's, you know, we keep none of the money. None of the money actually even goes into the 501st. It goes directly to the charities from whoever wants to donate it. Mm-hmm. And if we're involved, all they got to say is the 501st was there. That's so neat. Yeah. That's so neat. So how did you get involved with it? Who was kind of your, is it sponsored? No, no, it's not sponsored at all. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, we, we have our guidelines through Lucasfilm and Disney about, you know, the things we can and can't do. No, 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 sponsors. And, like, does somebody have to sponsor you to come in? Uh, no, you can just do a, a formal request online, depending okay. on uh, what type of charity event that you want to hold. And it's a one-pager. You just fill it out. It goes directly to the, uh, the heads up at uh, Legion Command, and they determine whether or not if it's a yay or nay, and they mm-hmm. send it back down to us. And then we just go and we troop it. And so how did you get into it? Well, I've always wanted to be a stormtrooper as a kid, you know. And It started all those years ago? It started back in, since I was seven, yeah. Wow. I mean, who didn't want to be a stormtrooper? That was awesome. I mean, yeah. that, the, the uniform itself is still iconic. It's still iconic. Yeah, everybody knows what it is. So after I retired from the military, you know, I, I just basically followed my childhood dream and became a sand trooper. That's so neat. Yeah. I wouldn't pick sand trooper, though. It's too hot. Oh, no, it's, it's great, dude. It's really good. Is Sand Trooper's your favorite trooper, too? It is. Yep. Yep. Why? Just because it looks like they work. 
(laughs) (laughs) They don't look like they're nice and clean TKs in the office. But when you say that it has to be screen accurate, I think Booba's pulling up an image right now. A sand trooper must have the wear and tear, and he's pulling up the picture, and you'll see it, must have the wear and tear as if they've been in the desert. Pretty much, yeah. You cannot be a clean sand trooper. No. It doesn't work that way. No, not at all. You don't have to have all the pauldrons and everything or the backpacks anymore. Um, it's just you've got to have the wear, the, uh, the original look of it. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely, I mean, work first and then, uh, you know. Arrest some droids later. Second. Right. If you can't find them. Yeah. These still aren't, looking. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Still looking. That's right. <laughs> they're, still, they're still looking for them droids. It's been a while. Um, so when you got involved, how big was the 501st then? Because it is world-renowned at this point. It's pretty much doubled in size since I joined. I mean, we were at close to eight, you, 9,000 people. You hear that, guys? 100% of the 501st <laughs> has doubled in size since Don West joined. Pretty much since, since 2014. I mean, we've, we were at about eight or 9,000 at that time. We're mm-hmm. almost over 15,000. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's incredible. And the amount of people that come out that want to do it is the best part because they all have their own take on what they believe Star Wars is. They have their own love of why they wanted to do it in the first place. Yeah. And to have that cohesion to come together and talk about it and, you know, likes and dislikes, but it's still it's it's a you know, it's a unifying factor between everybody within the five oh first. It's super it's neat. really weird. It's being you know, being ex mil uh, retired military, a lot of the guys that I served with, um, regardless if we agree or disagree on a lot of things. And if I haven't seen him in forever, you know, I could see a guy, I, I, it could be 20 years since the last time I'd seen somebody. Yeah. And then if I see him again tomorrow, I'd be like, we never missed each other. Yeah. It's because it's that camaraderie, it's that bond. Booba, pull up that image that you got right now. And this is the 501st Legion. And is this just the universal? That's the universal logo. Emble, emblem, logo, yes. symbol, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And so with the 501st, you're doing all these charity events and stuff like that. Who, who was the big mind behind creating something so unique, so branded? Alvin. Who? Alvin. He was the main creator back in late '90s. Okay. Um, he and him and a bunch of guys uh, just got together uh, on a not a bunch, just a few guys, and they actually crafted their own stormtrooper kits and just decided to go out and you know troop a couple of events. And if somebody wanted to get involved with the Five Hundred First. And they're they're sitting here listening to this, and they're like, man, I love Star Wars. How do I do this? What what's what are the steps you need to take? Basically, you just go online, look up 501st.com, mm-hmm. and that will give you all the information you need in order how to join, uh, what the prerequisites are in order to get whatever kit you want to put together, put together correctly. The best part too is that there's different detachments, different people within the area that you live in, which you can find on that website also. That will help you either get your uniform, get your kit together mm-hmm. to spec. That way you can be approved as quickly as possible so that way you can troop with your local units. We had we had a, a troop build, or a kit build, I guess, at my house yep. uh, two summers ago yes. before COVID. And, man, what an event that was. Before Charlotte. Before Charlotte, before COVID. BC. 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 <laughs> before COVID, before Charlotte. And it was such a cool event because we got to see people that – you know, we've seen for years at all these events or whatever, but they're coming over and man, is it work? Yes. It's not for the faint of heart. It's, no, it takes a lot of dedication to build a kit. And it does. It takes a lot of money. I mean, you can't lie to people and say anybody can do this. Right. 
it does take money. Yes. But the reason it takes money is because they are doing it in a screen accurate way to make it as realistic as possible because it's important to the people that you're helping out. Yes. These yeah. kids that see it and they see these stormtroopers walk up with, with a legitimate Darth Vader. And I think, aren't there even like, if you're going to be Darth Vader, you have to be X amount of height? Uh, not sure exactly. It's been a while since I even looked at that part. Because I know Gordon is has a Vader. No, 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 he doesn't. He wanted to, but he never got it. Okay, but yeah. somebody like me, I I would not look like a good Darth Vader. Yeah, I'm a little still, guy. You'd you know? have to stilt up a little bit. Yeah, I have to wear some... some, uh, some as long as it looks screen platform accurate shoes. and, uh, you know, it fits you to size, then yep. uh, you should be good. But that's why it's important, and that's why it costs money, because the people that you're doing this for, it's important to them. It's unique to them, and it's unique in the film industry. It's unique in the nonprofit industry in that it is so accurate that it's going to feel real. Yeah, I mean, it's to the point where, you know, even on The Mandalorian, as we were talking about earlier, <laughs> Uh, end of season one, you know, we had a whole bunch of five first people with their own personal kits mm -hmm. actually be a part of the show. Yeah, that big that big uh, firefight scene, right? Yep, yep. Those are five first members. Yeah, Do you man. know any of them? I know a few of them. Yes, that's so neat. Yeah. That's so neat. And uh, they're not even getting acting credit. These guys are doing it. You, you're not going to find these guys on IMDb. They're doing it out of the goodness of their heart because yep. they love Star Wars. They're passionate about something and they want to be involved. Exactly. And that's what's so unique about this company or this company, this organization, organization, yeah. this brigade, whatever you want to call it. It's that's, so cool. That's great for uh, for whoever's filming too, because uh, now they have access to thousands of original pieces that are movie accurate exactly it, that's what i was gonna say and it's movie accurate. and it's worldwide so it's not just wherever they want to film if they want to make it you know legit screen accurate they yep. can reach out to the 501st if you know depending on whether or not if that one if it gets allowed by lfl yeah. and well if you wanted to film something in bowling green you've got how many people in kentucky in kentucky we have close to 100 so you'd have 100 actors lined up ready to go oh yeah for free not only that but the the cost of building 100 suits you're getting you're not doing that now no no nope. exactly and i'm sure those people are signing a waiver that if their suit gets damaged it's on them probably you know what i mean Dis <laughs> disney's got enough money what do, you, what do you make a suit out of abs it's plastic. amazing abs, ABS plastic, plastic for the most part uh there's different uh types of plastic that you can use but the the main one is just abs has has screen and 3d printers and stuff helped yes oh yeah people are making their own kits 3d printing and they're really? being approved that way also yes is it more accurate? You so think? I feel like three D printing. You could you could print like honeycomb stuff to make it lighter. Yes. And but it has the the finish and stuff. ABS is pretty Ooh. light as it is, so which is a good thing. I mean, you're looking at less than you know. A oh, so it's thin. Yeah. yeah. I've got a helmet from the episode three, Commander Cody's helmet, mm -hmm. and he's he's the one that's with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi all the time. Yeah. And it has a battery pack and it has fans in it. That's awesome. And to you, standing next to me, you would never hear it, but there's these two little fans up in the helmet and it just blows cold air. I've always been fascinated by, like, the cosplay world. <laughs> well, Don, Don's got some really unique ones. He's got, um, he's got, do you have the mic packs in at least one? Yes, I've got that in my uh, Sandy. And then you've got, he's got a Jawa. You have a Jawa? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the riding Jawa, the one I use at Dragon Con. Yeah, he's got a riding Jawa. So it looks like a Jawa is riding him. Well, I'm riding the Jawa. Like or he's riding the Jawa. Oh, nice. And it's a backpack, and it's so cool. That's it's awesome. so neat. Yeah. And there's a, I've always, like Master Chief. 
Oh yeah, yeah halos. Like yeah, the yeah. people that make those Master Chief suits, because Master Chief's like six seven. Yeah. And like they'll do it accurate, like yeah, they'll still tap for it too. Yeah, yeah, they'll put stilts on to be six foot seven. It's we crazy. saw one. You want to see some amazing ones? Look at the Warhammer forty k ones. Oh, those are ridiculous. Warhammer Warhammer forty k. There's Ooh. a guy who built a full scale Terminator, and when I mean full scale, you're looking at twelve, thirteen. Do you remember the tall. Thanos that we saw? Yeah. After Avengers came out, yeah. we saw a Thanos. He had to be six eight, and he had the whole face and everything i mean he was nuts he looked so good but uh yeah the cosplay world is it's very easy for people that aren't in it to kind of make fun of it and think it's cheesy but man when they get involved yeah. with it it is so neat yeah pull that one up booba and this is it yeah that's one of the uh terminators yeah warhammer 40k it's oh man those are amazing there's uh somebody's got one i can't remember the where the build is actually but it is phenomenal i mean the guy has to like get into a ladder jump into the suit and he's got to get you know clipped in everything it's amazing that's nuts and he's standing you know 12 feet up trying i can't imagine trying to get through doorways he's with that. 12 foot in it yeah and well the the kid itself <laughs> is 12 foot high but he's you know about at uh, nine foot level 10 foot level oh here's stuff. a video of it that's it that's the one here yes. we're gonna watch this guy get that in thing this is thing amazing and shout out, who is this, Booba? Uh, I'll tell you who made this on YouTube here after it's over. Goodness I gracious. I mean, they've got some amazing kit builders out there. It's uh, Look at that. We're a minute and 20 seconds into this five-minute video, and he's not even in it yet. Yes. It's crazy. Good The Lord. detail he's put into it and everything is just amazing. I could have reverse seared a steak by the time he got in that thing. How tall, dude. And or, he's just moving around in it. You've like, seen people that are like recreating Tony Stark's like helmet that flips in and stuff. Yes. Like, I have it's, cra one. it's crazy how many of these inventions are going to lead to innovation. So true. So true. Like, yeah, the, the work he did on that is just amazing. I'm surprised somebody hasn't remade the uh, the mech from uh, like that Ripley uses to kill. The oh, alien. that like, like a working version. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. caterpillar. Yeah, yeah, very cool. That's amazing. This guy now he's walking around in it and he's doing it out with the, without handlers. Yep. Yeah, that's easily 11 foot tall. Yeah. <sighs> he's he's taller. The, the best Terminator. I've ever think seen. about this. Think about this. He's taller than a basketball goal in the NBA. <laughs> He's that tall. Yeah. That was uh, B Cosplay Forge. There you go. Cosplay Forge? B Cosplay Forge. B Cosplay Forge. Yeah. Shout out B Cosplay Forge. We love your work. Um, it's amazing. I can't imagine getting in something I know, like that. I know. And I mean, you know, with the, with the props that we were building. Yeah. Uh, the one that we brought down to Orlando was an indoor setup. We had a 15, uh, 15 foot tall, mm -hmm. half scale ATST, twin speeder bikes that you could actually get on. I've got and, a picture of me on one. Yeah, and, and you know. You brought them to Bowling Green too. Yep, brought it to Bowling Green to the uh, Corvette Museum. Yeah. And the cowlings and the engines all fire up, noise, everything, blaster makes sound. Did you guys build the bunker? Yep, built the bunker also. So if y'all remember in episode six, the Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi, there's the indoor scene with the bunker that Han and Leia and Chewbacca are trying to get in. They built the bunker, then they built the ATST that's right next to it, and they built the, the twin speeder bikes. And Well, I, so I think cool. the biggest honor for us too was that for both Celebration Orlando and Celebration Chicago, the build groups that I was a part of were the only 
independent bill groups to actually go to either one of those shows. The so, rest of them were either sponsored by like the 501st, they had like their own little booths and their own setups, or they were uh, uh, sponsored and funded by Disney LFL, which are the Belgium German groups up at X1, that would actually bring all the props, build props. So when you say it was an individual. Independent. Independent group. Yeah. So you built this not necessarily as part of the 501st. Correct. You built this as? Uh, the first time was with uh, Derby City Pit Crew. That's right, Derby City Pit Crew. Yep, and that's, that, right. that's an independent build group away from the 501st. But, uh, but it's we members worked, of the 501st. Right, and we work alongside them. And then, uh, and then the second group I made was the Veteran Garage Props. And you know we, we, we got to show up in uh, Chicago, our, our uh, Rogue One tank. It's so neat. I can't, I can't imagine the amount of work that goes into something like that. Um, how many hours do you think you may have put into, we'll just say, we'll say the tank. Oh my God, the tank alone. Uh, it was a continuous three month build to get it from uh, a uh, 2001 uh, Mercury Grand Marquis to get it to 75% to where we had mods on it. So how did you? But it was constant. It how was did you put day. this together? Because you're not the type of person that just, I've, I've never seen you do that. I've never seen you sit down with a pen and just sketch a drawing. I've never seen that. So how did you see what it was that you saw and then made it so? It was basically, uh, I used a, uh, an online computer program, mm -hmm. uh, Tinkercad. Never did anything 3D art concept or any type of construction or 3D work whatsoever. No, no, no That's cat so or cool. nothing like that. And so it was just more of a, from my art, uh, my background in drawing and art, it was, I was able to, to visualize what I wanted, put it down on some sort and uh, some sort of a, a computer generated graphic and then break it apart, get the dimensions down and just start cutting and putting stuff together. Did it come in as kind of like a blueprint? Like no. it's say you need this and this size. No, that was the hardest thing. And it wasn't until I figured out, uh, we figured out that the vehicle that they use is an actual British armored personnel carrier. So I was able to get the online specific specs of what that vehicle size was. And I dimensioned out everything uh, from there to, to get everything uh, actually, yeah, uh, to get all the dimensions as close as possible to screen accurate. So... <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> I didn't know that that much. I mean, I knew it took a lot of work. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But the amount and level that that has to go through is unreal. Uh, the, I've never welded anything in my life. John Hoagland had to teach me how to weld. You know, he was the guy that, that showed us all, you know, how to do some sort of tack welding. It wasn't, I mean, it's still holding. So apparently we did a decent job. Yeah. I've done that before. He's a good teacher, too. I'm surprised they don't have a resource like with Disney that if you're building stuff like that, you could call and they give you specs well if that's uh edge uh, x1 up in germany belgium that that prop group they get all of that because they're sponsored by disney lfl so the only thing we went off of uh was basically everything we saw on originally on the uh the commercial yeah that came out before the movie did that's right because you built this before you even saw it on screen yeah i started building yeah we started building before the movie actually came out i and just then, i can't see how it would hurt to like give that the like that information out so more guys could build more stuff. I don't think that they want any Joe Schmo building their stuff. Yeah, that's true. That, and also, it's, uh, you have to think of it from a safety aspect also. You know, you got people riding around and things that look like it was created from a Star Wars, you know, from an official Star Wars group, and if they mess around, they get hurt. 
then I guess who they're blaming. Mm-hmm. If you're riding around in something that looks like a tank, <laughs> it's probably not going to be a good look. I'll just see if I can find public. it. I saw the other day these two guys built two speeder bikes and they ride them around New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the little <laughs> mirrors on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty cool. It's hilarious. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yes. Yeah, really Is it fun. the speeder bike from Star Wars? Yeah, it looked close to it. <laughs> Looks really close to it. They said they just covered up the wheels with uh, mirrors so that you really can't tell that's there. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, pull that up whenever you can find it, Booba. Um, Let's see. Let's do. I know know we were talking about Star Wars. What's some of your other sci fi loves? Battlestar Galactica. I knew that. I knew that. And I've never seen (gasps) Battlestar Galactica. I know nothing of Battlestar Galactica. I've never. Man, what is this guy doing? Yes, no. It's the reason why Battlestar Galactica. Of all the sci-fi series that are out there, and everybody's got like, you know, they love Firefly or they love, you know, Star Wars or whatever. Battlestar Galactica to me is the ultimate sci-fi because unlike all the other shows, Battlestar Galactica starts off getting its butt kicked at the beginning and it gets continuously kicked the whole way through the show. There's no like major advancements in technology, which they tried to do, but they made fun of during a couple of their episodes that that was awesome. But there's no advancement in that civilization. They're just constantly losing to get to their goal. And I think that's great because you've got serious- Doesn't sound productive. But I mean, that, that's, I mean, but also in the throes of defeat, that's where all your best drama comes from. That's all true. All your best stories, all your best line, you know, comes from in my opinion. And that's why to me, that Battlestar Galactica was such a great series. I mean, you got people that like Stargate SG-1, right? Yeah. You think about season one, or you think about the movie, the big, oh, the ooh, you're going through the Stargate, meeting this civilization on another planet. It was such a great movie, right? Yeah. And then what happens? Seven years later, all of a sudden, we own the universe, and we're kicking these guys' butts. Yeah. It's like, really? That's, uh, that is what's unique about a lot of that, and Star Wars, too, is that the good guys don't always win. Yeah. You know? Empire Strikes Back, Han's frozen, Luke's <laughs> missing a hand. Darth Vader just mopped him on Cloud City. Yep. They didn't win. No, not at all. They didn't win. Uh, Boo, would you have that? Look at that. <laughs> Look at this. Right? Are you kidding me? Look at that dude, the scout trooper behind him. Is that supposed to be Luke and Leia? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so, yeah. Or is there a little kid on there? <laughs> not sure, but you can barely see the... I can hardly the, yeah, even see Yeah, the mirror's that. on it, right? No, I can't see. What's Is the lady... It looks like a girl. Is she holding somebody? I think, yeah, I think that's a two on that one speeder bike. Yeah, it's uh, two people riding pillion that's neat and what are these just little sh- little motorcycles i guess they just propped uh tricked out to mm-hmm. extend the, the front and the back unreal man people are so freaking creative no doubt yeah no doubt you're one of them <laughs> i'm not i cannot do that lord oh, man. that's so cool that's so cool i'm jealous do you guys like uh satire sci-fi yes, yes. space balls yes, yes. Uh, Mars Attacks. Yes. Uh, Did you see what was this? Galaxy what was the, Quest. Galaxy what was Quest. the McFarlane show? Oh, that's the. Uh, oh my God! I just. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Are you I kidding? Was thinking me? Orion Onion for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> no. What that is? Orville. Yeah, the, the Orville. Orville. Yeah. I think my and favorite is Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers was good. Yes. It's amazing. Did you like uh, Spaceballs? I love Spaceballs. Do you really? Going straight to ludicrous speed. <laughs> <laughs> My Schwartz is bigger than yours. <laughs> Lord so Helmet. Oh, man. Such a great movie. You've been jammed. <laughs> <laughs> Swanson sneaks in here. And he's just throwing a commentary in the background. Oh, have been jammed. <laughs> I mean, 
what was his name in uh, Spaceballs? He was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids series and all that. He was yeah, in everything. That's Lord Helmet. I know, but what's oh, his Mar- name? Jim Moran? No, Jim- no. Um, He's like the quintessential 90s dad actor. He is. Oh, my gosh. Moran, wasn't it? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Moranis. That's it, yeah. Yeah, he's in, um, uh, uh, what's the little shop? Lift little up shop your head. Wash off your mascara. Dude. You take my Kleenex. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis was dope, man. Yes. Boss. I loved him in Honey, I Shrunk Ourselves. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, when he's, like in, he's, he's in the radio, and he's like, I know your mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Shows that movie's funny, dude. Like I think after shrinking and blowing up your baby and all that, like you get rid of the shrink ray, right? You think? Well, not in the nineties, no, because they needed to make three of them. Because yeah. <laughs> he shrunk that tiki god. At the yeah. Beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the tiki god. That was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, those are. Oh and he was God. also the other brother in Little Giants. He was the main. He was the coach in Little Giants. Yeah, he was the coach. And then his brother was like the. He looked like um. The Chicago Bill. Bears, Mike Dick, like he was really Mike Dickie. Yeah. I thought he, the brother looked more like Bill Parcells, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah man. I gotta reach back. Oh, my God. <laughs> Little Giants was funny. Was. Was, they were all, all those movies. Rick Moranis. <laughs> Don't I worry, think, all the remakes will be coming out here I real just, soon. What I, is your take on that? And you too, because you're. Uh, why are we getting remakes? Because let's get some creativity because going. Because it's proven. But, all right. I'm sorry, and I'm. I'm going to piss a lot of people off here, and I don't care anymore. Have Just you ever? Because Have you, you ever? Yeah, I did used to care. Just because you put all women in the cast of the new Ghostbusters does not make it good. And it wasn't good. The writing sucked. It, it was wasn't horrible. good. It could have been. No, it couldn't have been. I think it could have been if the writing was better. It couldn't have been because... The writing was terrible, bro. That doesn't... You're not hearing what I'm saying. It wasn't even original. Just give me original. Because the ghost people weren't in love with the Ghostbusters oh, yeah. then. That doesn't mean the Ghostbusters are good now. I am excited. It got pushed back, but this new Ghostbusters yes. film with Paul Rudd. That's I'm good. excited about it. Because they're actually they are going original. And it's yep. a continuation of the original story. Correct. Yes. Yes. So we'll that's see. original. Isn't it Rick Moranis in Ghostbusters? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And he's in this this he new was one. Was he a gatekeeper or was he a keymaster? Keymaster. Keymaster. And he's in the new one, I believe. I think he is. He is going to be a recurring character. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. That's my point with film is is I'm sitting here playing with you guys. Don't just inherently think of movies going to be good because it's a remake. Because it's not. Well, and also like the whole powerful female thing. I know tons of movies with great powerful female leads. Absolutely. think, Think of Ripley. Think yeah. of any Mila Jokovic film. Keep, uh, Res- Kill Resident Bill. Movie. Yeah, yeah, like any of those films. Yep. And that good writing and a strong female lead. I love them. Yep. Yeah, I agree don't, 100%. Don't, don't force it. No. Don't force it. No, I, I agree. I agree 100%. But what do you think? That, why is that? Why don't we have more original films these days? Why aren't we seeing what we saw in 1977 with Star Wars? Why aren't we seeing what we saw with Jurassic Park? Well, I mean, basically... Everybody has an idea of what they think is good. Right. And a lot of it due to YouTube now and due to, you know, all the other smaller um, uh, smaller publications, you can actually just make your own story. People are either writing it point. or they're just they're producing it. And I guess 
and, and, and it's kind of hard to say. It's kind of weird to say just because there are so many bad movies coming out. It's so like, many. how do you not find a good one? You know, mm-hmm. look that, online. You 90, know, 90% of that problem is studios. It is. Well, studios. I, I was very they passionate. Want, and they're just looking for CGI now. They don't want to take an, a, on, they don't want to take a chance on original material. Nope. Like they'll just, you just plug in and go. Something and, uh, that they knew and the, loved. A lot of the fault too is on, is on fans. It you got to put sun. I'll give you that. People are not showing up to original material films. I was so ecstatic, and you know how happy I was for Godzilla King Kong. Yes. I mean, it fell flat. It, to me, it fell flat on its face. Yeah. It just, it didn't deliver. The yeah. Godzilla King of the Monsters? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a damn good movie. Monsters throughout the whole movie. Who doesn't, when I want monsters, guess what I want to see? Monsters. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> yes. if we were watching Star Wars and there wasn't a war. Star? <laughs> oh, we're watching a documentary on space. Okay. Neil deGrasse Tyson comes in. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> he just interrupted me the whole time. Well, we were just talking about uh, sci-fi in general. I love sci-fi. And yeah. I, I'm really excited for Denis Villeneuve's um, Dune coming out. Yes. That I think, is a uh, remake. I hope that remake it is good. It is a remake. But the original movie was the, the, ori- the original movie is awful. It's terrible. And uh, have you seen this? <gasps> what? Yes. No, shut oh up, man. God. I, I got 10 minutes book, into that movie and book, I just wanted to die. It's like I feel like Frank see, Herbert was just like, I can't, do, I can't do this. Did you see the cast for the new Dune movie? Yeah, it's got Timothy Chalamet, Josh Berlin. Uh, it's basically Avengers. <laughs> Zendaya, mm, uh, Batista. Uh, Batista's in it, yeah. Uh, it's it's that, gonna be so that good. scene in the trailer when he's got his hand in the box and he's like, "What's in the box?" and she's like, "Pain." She's like, "If you move your hand, you die." It's gonna be so good. I think it's gonna be good. I thought that when I read that book, you finished it. Yeah. Shout out to my buddy Jacob Die. Wow. Jacob Die, one of my favorite people on the planet. He tried to get me to read that. He's a huge book person. Oh, I love I love he fantasy. He thinks Dune is one of the best books of all time. Maybe his favorite book of all time. Only the first book though. Not Children of Dune. Dude, not he gave it to me. I I couldn't read it. I'm not smart enough for that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. I, no, I'm I, not. Last year <laughs> last, last year during pandemic I read and listened to three um thirteen hundred page books all by an author named Brandon Sanderson. He writes um fantasy fiction. Okay. Oh, God. Nice. It was really good. Did you see the new Redwall? Do you remember those those books mm-hmm. when we were growing up? No. It's like the little mice or whatever, but it's like they have swords and stuff like they're in medieval times. And that's going to be a new TV show, Netflix series. Oh, is it's it? It's called Redwall. Huh? It's supposed to be Check pretty good. My cousin read all those books and was obsessed with it. And yeah, it's just like a, it's going to be good. It's just content nowadays. It's like you know, it's hard to really come up with a really good story that everybody wants to follow. I mean. Then again, yeah. that's just kind of sort of society today. Everybody's so divided about everything. It's like we don't know what is or isn't good anymore, and it's all yeah, split down the middle for some stupid reason. It's like, just go enjoy it. What can we as consumers, as film fans, what can we do to, to support directors, writers, actors into more original content? Yeah. There are so many great stories out there, and they need to actually go low start down near the bottom you know find stories that you may either see briefly on a on a youtube video or a story a short story that somebody has written because the best thing about short stories is that it's one it's short but two i mean there's a lot to do 
a lot going on in such a short time, and it takes a lot of imagination in order to do that. It sure does. And if you can expand on that just a little bit, open it up to about you know, 150, 200 pages, because you're looking at maybe a page a minute yep. on screen for a normal script, mm -hmm. you got yourself a movie. You got yourself a feature film. Yeah. That's a good point. So I, I guess what, let me just piggyback off of that. You're saying start low as in trust that people have good content. Yes. And run with it. Exactly. I would say one more thing, and y'all can say whatever you want. I mean, you probably won't agree with me necessarily, but I think we got to get away from always thinking that we need an A-list actor. Yes. Part of the thing that made Star Wars so good, part of the thing that makes, I mean, who was the, uh, there weren't a lot of big names in some of these movies that first started off. No, I mean, Alec Guinness was probably the biggest headliner of Star Wars. He was, yeah, you know? he was. I mean, Harrison Ford was a nobody. Right. He's a painter. He's a handyman. Yeah, yeah. Mark Hamill, nobody. Carrie, nobody. Nobody, just beautiful. Okay. So I guess my point is, these non-A-list actors, we've gotta have people that can, we know they can act. We know that there's talent out there because there's new actors that come up all the time. But we need people to back them. We need people to support them. And when, when your buddy's in a movie, when your buddy's in a short film, when your buddy has a podcast or anything <laughs> like that, support them. It's just like owning a small business, except you're the business. Yep. Support them and, and have their back and tell people, hey, my buddy Don is an amazing prop builder. And then share his crap on Facebook, share it on Instagram and give him a shout out because there's nothing better than your friends supporting you. And so I think what we've really struggled with, too, is that we think, oh, well, it's not going to be any good because Ben Affleck's not in it. Oh, it's not going to be any good. Robert Downey Jr. is not associated. And, and that's also part of the problem, too. A lot of people are so split on these actors, directors, or whatever. They, they're just going to straight, you know, throw hate out there just because of who it is. Yeah, if you or don't like Robert like, Downey Jr. because he was a drug addict, yeah. then you're going to miss out on an amazing career that this guy had. Yep. And it's part of his story. Yep. You know, if you just don't like, I mean, what's another, if you, if you don't like Mark Hamill, you're never going to like Star Wars. Yep. Or Joker. But dis, yeah. disassociate the person from the actor. There's a, I used an example a few weeks ago. There's a lot of things. I love Michael Jackson. A lot of things I don't agree about his personal life. Right. But his talent, his music, his ability to entertain bar none yeah and i love that about him yeah he was always a performer absolutely some some directors though aren't the best at telling stories that's, that's i mean that's true. just a fact like but that's well, with any zach job snyder. man zach snyder is a visual guy but his stories are not that great yeah zach snyder is great when you want to blow shit up yeah same with uh michael bay michael bay <laughs> i love watching a michael bay film because i know what i'm getting did he do yeah. the first transformers he did yeah. he's done all, all of them, of them. The first Transformers was amazing. Well, the CGI and it just blew everybody away. You know, I remember like when that when, chopper came down and what's his name? And was like, when Optimus Prime, the very first time he transforms, and you see the little gears like where his eyes are, and you see the little nuts and bolts just turning, and then he becomes Optimus Prime. And you're, I, I'm telling you, I was 15 when that came out, and I'm sitting next to my dad, and I'm just like, "That's the film that made Shia LaBeouf go crazy." That's right. <laughs> Disney Channel made Shia LaBeouf go crazy. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I think you're right, but 
isn't that with every profession? There's people that just aren't as good at it. And if oh, you Zach's good, Zach can create an image that you want to blow up and put on your wall. Yeah, yeah. But the because that there's a there used to be this YouTube channel called Every Frame of Painting, and he would break down scenes and filmmaking, and he talked about Zack Snyder, and he said someone like Christopher Nolan writes an entire thesis. He writes an entire idea. Yeah. I, directors like Zack Snyder write moments, little moments. Camera pans up. It's huge. We hear the explosions. The scene's going crazy. And like Joss Whedon kind of does that too. Some other guys, they write these like moments instead of stories. Yeah. I, I liked his Justice, justice, uh, his justice League though. His Zach's? Movie, yeah. I the watched, Snyder cut. Yeah, I watched. I, I watched about like, twenty minutes of it and then realized I hadn't seen any of the other DC films and I had no idea what was going on, so I stopped watching. Uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shame that DC has fallen so far behind Marvel because I love Superman. Not a big Batman fan. He's just a rich ninja. That's fine. Sue me. I don't care. Uh, uh, Wonder story, Woman's great. The storytelling in the Dark Knight, though. Yeah, but those aren't the same Batman. I know, but that that the Dark Knight is still. But that. You're, because it's brutal. It's so brutal. But it's, you're proving yeah. your point. Those aren't even part of the same universe, really. Because they got rid of that Batman to create the new DC Batmans. Yeah, I'm just saying. Batman, it's the same way in comics. Comics have different universes and, yeah. and iterations of the, universes. of the same characters. Multiverses and all that. The Spider-Man multiverse. That's what's coming. I can't wait. We watched the trailer for... Is that the one that's going to have all three of them? Yeah. It's going to have Andrew Garfield yeah. and all of them in it? Tobey Maguire. All right. Which yes. one? I love Tobey Maguire. If Tobey Maguire... Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield? Yeah. And maybe uh, Milo. Who? The other one. Well, I think the, I think the Into the Spider-Verse should have won Best Film of the Year. Oh, it was amazing. It was an amazing film. The soundtrack, too. Yes. No, but my favorite Spider-Man... I'm gonna get a lot of heat for this. <laughs> I love Tobey Maguire. Like, like when he when he gets uh, not the emo one. <laughs> he's walking down the street and he's like, I thought I thought Andrew Garfield took a lot of hate, but I thought it was okay. It was good. I liked him. I yeah. thought the villains were the pits and I thought movies. him. I thought them going with um, not Mary Jane, but the other love interest, Gwen Stacy, was smart. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a big Emma Stone fan too. Though, Emma Stone's so. good. Emma Stone's really good. Um, I think the difference with Andrew Garfield's is that you can't compare the comedic Jamie Foxx as who was he Electro to the Green Goblin <laughs> with William Dafoe. Yeah. With William Dafoe. No, 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 no. You can't. The villains in the Andrew Garfield ones were just awful. Terrible. And then you have. William Defoe, you have Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, and then you have you Who'll know be coming back, who's who's coming back, and possibly William Defoe. Yeah, I, I will say the you're right. The villains in the two new ones with Tom Holland, I mean the first one you've got um, uh, Vulture, Vulture, but um, second one Mysterio. Yeah, but Vulture, the actor, um, uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton, absolutely amazing actor. Yeah. Oh, and then. Jake Gyllenhaal killed it. Too. I had been. I told y'all this morning. His little like mental breakdown there at the end, like unbelievable. I told y'all yeah. this morning. We watched the trailer for the new Venom with Carnage. Yes. I had been advocating for um, Woody Harrelson as Carnage for over a decade. Nice. You can probably check my Twitter. 
15 years ago, I said Jake Gyllenhaal needs to play Mysterio. I'm telling you. You need to take a screenshot and post it. I need to find it. I don't even know if I could find it. It's thousands of tweets ago. You can can search your tweets by keywords. Oh, I might be able to look it up. If you said Jake Gyllenhaal, just look up Jake Gyllenhaal in your tweet. Unless you had a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm going to look you up. I can honestly say. I'm going to fact check you right now. I can honestly (laughs) say. I don't think that I have a lot of Jake Gyllenhaal tweets. Um. Check his pictures. You want to get even, you want to get even funnier and get Swanson laughing. You mentioned Michael Keaton. Have you watched the movie uh, Founder? Oh, the McDonald's Ray Croc. Yes, the McDonald's. There it is again. Yep. yep. How was that? That was good. So good. That was good. Yeah. Are you really checking my Twitter? Oh yeah. I may have had two. I had to delete one of my Twitters. Why have you tweeted? Like, you've tweeted 9,200 times. What do you have to say? Oh, my God. A lot of shit. That's why I have a podcast. You've tweeted 9,452 times. What do you have to say? What do you think I'm doing here, dude? That's true. Talking about crap like this. Oh, my God. Been going on for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been tweeting for a while, man. And that's not even a lot. There's some people like 50,000 tweets. That's not. Imagine bad. Donald Trump's Twitter. Dude. Yeah. 40 million 40 million tweets <laughs> uh, double that in followers so <laughs> well he's not on Twitter anymore yeah yeah yeah. are you finding anything Boo or was I lying may have had a conversation I'm with us looking through it right one now. of our buddies Cameron mm, could have been it about it I can't remember I'm pretty sure I tweeted about it too though so what's up man you coming up to Kevin Con I'm hoping I'm hoping you be there <laughs> I'm really hoping I think it'll Janet be fun Jenny needs to be there who Jen, Jen needs to be Jen there. Jen needs to be there. No, I was Pretty kind of Charlotte. Arnold Schwarzenegger. She needs to be there. She needs to be there. It's going to be a good time. I have no idea how many people are going to be there for Saturday. Four million. I don't know. Gosh, Four million. Not. He's still over here searching something. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. So do you have any other new projects? Are you building anything new? Getting no, rid we, of anything? What's What's the move? No, we, we've got ideas of what we want to build. Uh, we haven't put it out there publicly yet just because you know, we want to be the first to build it right now. He's going to tell me behind the scenes. I will tell him behind the scenes. And then I'll just, when it comes out, you guys will know? When, when he tells me, I can tell you, I'll tell you. That's right. I will give him a head start on it. What would... Like, See, so what we're looking for is interactivity. You know, where people can come up instead of just standing in front of it, taking a picture and moving on. Do the ice cave with the wampa. Oh, somebody already did that. <sighs> yeah. And it's pretty cool because it makes you, you just stand there, you look like you're reaching up, and they yeah. flip the picture. It makes you look like Makes it feels like you're upside down? Yeah. Oh, neat. Um, what is something that money didn't matter? If money didn't matter and you could realistically do it, what would your dream build be? Oh, man. It'll and we'll a, limit it to a Star Wars item. Would it? Would, could it be functional? Actually work? No, like you're not building an X-Wing and driving it in the sky. Right. <laughs> but if you could build anything and have it toward, like you could you could get in a TIE fighter and look at mm-hmm. all the buttons, but I feel like that's been done. Yeah, it's been done. So what would be your dream that money's not an issue, mm-hmm. but you can build it. You can be the first one to build it. Oh, man, dude. With all the stuff that is out right now that people are building it's hard to actually to make that one perfect little choice but i think the fun one that i would love to build just because i can get a bunch of people on it okay would be the uh um 
Uh, Ma- Mandalorian. Oh, no. I was going to say that. Yeah, no. The Mandalorian, uh, the scene where they're hauling the crystals or hauling the fuel yes. back to the base. That vehicle with the multiple uh, wheels and segments and That's everything. the one with... Um, Who's the actor? Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Yes. He was so good. Yes. I would, oh, shout out Bill Burr. You were so good were in The Mandalorian. Awesome. And I would love to have that just because I could like throw X mount in there and be like, let's go for a ride. That'd be cool. Yeah. Has this one ever been done? I would love to do this. Jabba's Barge. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> that one would be fun. At least sections of it have been done. I'm talking like a full party full bus. Scale. Yeah, with a robot with a R2D2 serving me drinks. Oh my gosh. Beep, oh, beep. You've missed out on the Dragon Con where uh, 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 the, who was it, Georgia Garrison actually built a, almost a, like a half, a quarter scale Jawa transport. The Jawa? The, the crawler? The, the Jawa, Jawa crawler? crawler? Yeah. They built one quarter size. That thing was huge. Good lord. They put in the parade. What are you bringing up here, Pooba? Oh, uh, you're bringing uh, yeah. up the, the the tank. Yes, that's what I would like to build. Okay, throw that up on the screen. So this is the dream build yes. for our Don West. He would love to build this, throw 40 people in the back of it, and just go touring in the jungle. Exactly. Or just around town, you know? How fun would that be, man? Dude, that'd be awesome. God, that looks fun. And it's huge. Throw some windows on there. Yeah. Let people just have a blast. Throw some turrets up top, so that way, you know, people can mount, you know, a... Uh, they could Some get in there gun, and just blaster. yeah ah right that would be so fun do you think it's realistic it's huge that thing it's is huge, huge dude that, and i think the hard part of it would be the you know the actual mechanics of it um because you've got all the interlocking system you know it's, it's connected uh segments of it are so you've got to have because this thing joints. doesn't turn like a car it turns in pieces yes it's almost like a trailer yeah yeah it's like having five trailers behind you right right and right pretty much you know I mean, One look how button, big that button, is button. with even just the two guys standing on top of it. Yeah. It's still huge. Yep. That's, That's so another cool. one, too, that we were thinking about building, that troop transport. That one right there? Yep, the Hasbro one. That's the one. What is that from? Uh, originally, it was just a toy, and then... Uh, it was, a, it was then, a Hasbro toy? Yeah, and then Filoni, and then put it on the Mandalorian. The scene where all the stormtroopers come in near the end? That that's in that. that. Yeah, that's that. Huh. Yep. That's neat. There they are. Yippers. That's so cool. That's so, so yeah, that was something we were also thinking about building. So that would be your dream build, huh? Yes. I think that would be fun. I think it's uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, no. I'm quite sure somebody else is already thinking about it. I feel it like too. there's two videos that you guys would love. There's a series that they do um, skill model sizes of sci-fi things. Have you heard of that? And so it's a YouTube channel. And so one of them is space vehicles. Right. And how, like, they start with the smallest one and then they move all the way up. And the other one is structures. I'll pull it up. Y'all keep going. I'll pull it up. That's neat. That's neat. I I remember when I was little and, you know, you said um, the books and and Timothy's on and then they saved Star Wars, essentially. Do you remember there was another moment when Star Wars was saved? And that's when this company called Lego. Actually, maybe Star Wars saved Lego. Yeah, it could be both. It could be a little bit of both. So Lego didn't save Star Wars. Star Wars was at the height of its, you know, prowess there. But when Star Wars gave Lego the rights, Lego 
was like, we got something. Now we can do every movie. Now we can do every theme, all of it. In the Lego Star Wars that came out, or Star Wars Legos, whatever you want to call it, man, were those fun. Those were awesome. And they were so cool. It, I mean, you felt like you had an X-Wing right in front yep. of you or a TIE fighter or a bomber or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, and they're so intricate, so detailed. It's yes. like, what? Yeah, if there's like a little piece of dirt on the land speeder, they made sure to put that, that, little that brown tan square. or brown block right there. <laughs> yep. So cool. All right, let's look at this, Boo. So it's, what it's fictional starships. Size oh, that's comparison. the Pikmin ship. What would you think is the biggest before we get to the end? The biggest ship? The biggest starship. It would Sci-fi? be... Sci-fi? All sci-fi. It's got to be. It's got to be the Vader's Halo? destroyer. Halo so, ring. Is that a ship? Halo ring is a ship. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I was gonna say it would be like Vader's destroyer, but actually, I'm the Death Star is a planet. I'm just gonna skip through some. It's a ship. So you see, like okay. those two, and then it goes to the. Oh yes, I just think I have. Seen All right, pull this. that up. Yeah. The TARDIS. Yeah. Then Space cruiser of Rick and Morty. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna speed this Gosh, up. this is cool. Yeah, it's it's Ratchet cool. and Clank. That's a video really game. Cool, yeah, really cool. Build no Man's that. Sky, another video game. That's an X-wing ripoff right there, bro. The Tie Fighter. Yeah. Oh, there's your Stargate. <laughs> I mean, these things these things get massive. SpaceX. Oh yeah. Starfury. Oh my god, that's coming out too. Babylon Five. No, I don't even know that. That's Starfury. Uh, the um. Oh my gosh, Last Starfighter. E.T. Last Starfighter. Is that going to be good? There's Halo, you, the Pelican. What? Oh, the Halo Pelican. Oh, there's the Falcon. So, You've never seen the Last Starfighter? No. Mars Attacks is up there. You've seen the Last Starfighter, right? I haven't. Oh my god! Treasure Planet. You guys need to see that, because they're about to come up with a remake. Star Citizen. Good lord. Interstellar. Yeah. Well, that doesn't. The Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't look better than that. I know. That's what this is crazy because it shows you how off your assumptions are. Yep. Good lord. Yeah, it just keeps going. We're not building anything that big. The Juggernaut. (laughs) The Juggernaut. Mass Effect. That was a fun game. Yes. Those were huge back in the day. They're remaking them. Now these start getting like giant. Wow. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I wouldn't uh, have guessed it that size. Dude, that's such a great movie. The Anaconda. Good lord. Oh, yeah, they oh, just keep getting bigger. Wow. So the USS Enterprise is just way bigger than the Falcon. <laughs> Avengers, the Q ship. Oh, Mr. Stark. I love when, when Spider-Man's going Arrival. up and climbing that thing. Oh, that's yeah. another Denny Villeneuve film. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good one. Enterprise so there's D. a difference in the Enterprise and the SS Enterprise? Oh, the Enterprise D, yeah. It's I don't much, watch. Much bigger. It's a Galaxy class. I don't watch Star Trek. Hold on. Let me put my nerd back. Okay. <laughs> Star Trek. These things dude. just keep getting bigger. Yes. I know to our viewers that are not Sorry. watching this on YouTube, they're probably not getting anything out of it, but this is fascinating. Yes. So basically this channel, they're they're showing you the exact size that these things would be in a cityscape compared to what there's you think the, they really are. So yes. there's there's your Imperial Star Destroyer. Yep. Oh, that's another good movie. Um, Sunshine. Oh, I need to see it. There's another yeah. Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Right, I'm just going to skip to the end. So that yeah, I want to see the big stuff. There's, there's Starkiller Base. Yep. 
Oh, commercial. Uh-oh. We'll we switch off of that. Anyways, how neat is that? It's very cool. Gosh, those are so cool. I, know. I wouldn't have guessed some of those sizes gonna, to be that way. I'm going to keep playing it until we get to the end. All right, there's Star oh. Wars, the Leviathan from Destiny, Soulgate, oh Alahina, the Almighty from Destiny. Good Lord. Yeah. Destiny. Destiny, yeah, they've got a lot of That's a video game, right? Yes. Yeah. Then also, I don't know if they've got any of the ships for. There's the Halo ring. There it is. Yeah. A wandering Earth. Yeah, I seen that too. Another Halo. A Halo. This is so cool. And then the sun. And is that the, the last? This is the last one. Ring world. The Dyson, the Dyson Sphere. Ah, that is super neat. Yeah, they, we, do, they do one with structures too. So like, they have like, um, the tower, uh, Tower Dune from Lord of the Rings, all yeah. that. Oh, very cool. It's so neat because I guess, like you said, you Minas put it, Tirith is in there. Too. It puts it into perspective because you you think these things are humongous, but the Millennium Falcon. It's tiny. It's a small really not that big. Yeah. Yeah, you put more kids on the school bus than you can in that thing, it looks like. <laughs> My God. And still they don't have seatbelts. What's yeah, that about? I don't know. Well, back in the 77, seatbelts really weren't required. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging out in the back of the, you know. Or handrails. Wagon. Or handrails. Handrails, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's that family right. guy episode. I just want one handrail. That's a, like That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> you made fun of me for bringing up Family Guy I earlier. know, but that one was pretty funny. Well, what do you think? Did you have fun doing this? I did, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting can, me. Tell everybody kind of, you know, where they can find you. How can they support the 501st if it's something they feel like doing? And then you already talked about how they can get involved, but go ahead and drop that, that link one more time. Yep. If you want to get involved with the 501st or you want to donate directly to them, uh, you can go directly to their page, 501st.com. Uh, just follow the links, hit the tabs, uh, scroll down to whatever uh, interests you, or, you know, from costuming uh, to donations and to appearances also. And so appearances are if you have an event that you would like the 501st to be a part of. Correct. And yep. then you can definitely write out what's going to be like a little bit of blur, a blurb, a paragraph of what it is that you have going on. They'll 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 reach back out to you if it's something that they can do. Yep. And most, most of the time too, the local units will contact you, you know, and try to get more information about, you know, what your charity is yep. and things like that, just to make sure that, you know, we can be involved with it. Yep, absolutely. And then how can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at, uh, veter at veteran underscore garage. Uh, underscore props veteran underscore garage underscore props and that is a link to don's personal instagram page and you can see all of his fun stuff that he's working on a building and you can catch up with homer yes and homer has his own homer has his own page yeah. he's probably got more followers than all of us he probably does he's a jerk yes he awesome dude i'm glad you did this thanks brother and come back definitely man talk definitely. to us some more we're going to start doing some more roundtable things with multiple people and cool I'd love for you to be a part of it. We're building a new set that I'd like you to see and check out. And that's going to be a huge surprise whenever we get that going. Anything you want to add? You just gave up the surprise. <laughs> it's not a surprise. I mean, it's not a surprise. What's going to be the surprise is the completed project. Shut up. You just gave it up. <laughs> I did not. Anyways, guys, this is Don West. Episode 5 is in the books. We appreciate you so much. Thank you guys for checking it out. Be sure, like, comment, subscribe. Smash that like button. Smash it. Smash it. Smash what does he say in Sling, sling Blade? Sling, sling Blade. Oh my God. Smash it. <laughs>
Tell him to smash that button and sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much, Dom West. I love you, brother. Be good.